0: He can't hear the jingle.
1: Nah, I can't hear the jingle, but I'm still moving to it.
0: It's
1: like a silent disco.
2: We're bringing the fun. We're bringing the thunder. We are thunder. Flesh and blood down under. I hope I don't stuff this up, guys. Malharaba Kifek?
0: No. You stuffed it up. Oh, (laughs) God. Team, we've got Team
2: Arab in the house. Well, sort of, yeah. Half, half.
0: Half, half. Quarter here, baby, represent. Hey. So there's only one Arab in the room is what we're saying. (laughs) Don't be like that. Welcome, Noah. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, To to those uninitiated in the Australian scene, Noah is our um, one and only level two judge. Sadly. The OG. The OG, the one and only. Uh, We just finished up with the Uprising world premiere... In Sydney, he was the head judge. We thought, hey, you know what? We want to talk about it now that we've done it, but why not bring him in? So he's here. Yeah, me. Nice to have you, man. Yes, guys. Thanks for being with
1: us. Yeah, it's been a fun weekend, so looking forward to having a chat with you guys about it. Awesome. Well, first thing, Noah,
2: how did you get into Flesh and Blood? Tell me everything. I want the little details. When,
1: where, paint a picture for us. It's a long story. (laughs) Starts probably way back towards the end of 2019, not long after the game first came out. I had a friend of mine um, recommend it to me. Um, so we had the starter decks, the obviously all the WTR Hero starter decks, and we are playing a bit at his house, and I kind of really started to fall in love with it. Um, it was one of the first TCGs I ever got into. Um, I played a little bit of Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh as a kid. Um, but I thought, like, obviously I, I was much during school, and obviously post-school I was like, oh, let's get into something a little bit different, more of a hobby. Um, so I got into that. Um, wasn't until early 2020, not long after Arcane Rising came out, that I had the bores to make my way to an armory event, back when Burwood Good Games was a thing, the store down at Burwood. Shout um, out Ryan Coward. <laughs> yeah, shout out Ryan. Um, and one of my first ever... Oh, was that the wrong store? That's the wrong That's store. Wrong, That's wrong, wrong, sorry, wrong Ryan store. Coward. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. what? Yeah, I didn't know that either. <laughs> I was just going with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one of my ev- first ever opponents was Mr. Hayden Dale, the one and who? only. Oh, who?
2: Oh, yeah, who? who so that, that was your first date. That was your first flesh and blood date, first sanction ma- match.
1: Yep, Ooh. and it was an initiation to t- say all things. <laughs> so, I, not long before that, I bought a couple off online of online retailer. I bought a um, couple boxes of Arcane Rising. Um, I thought this uh, sounds fun. Bit of arcane damage, bit of physical, a little bit of spice. I was like, cool. So I was like, alright, so rocked up, so build a CC deck, probably spent a good portion of six hours trying to build it, figure out what I'm doing, rock up to the armory, sit down across Dale, presenting a 76 card deck, four equipment, no weapon.
2: <laughs> Timmy.
1: And that was a sight to see. Hayden yep. on aggro dash, back before control dash was a thing, steamrolled me. And the yep. funny thing is, didn't even realise I wasn't running a weapon. Didn't realise it at all. It took the next game for someone else to comment, you meant to have a weapon? And look at me now. Level 2 judge, no weapon. <laughs> do, do, do you remember how many people were at that army? Uh, there was eight of us. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So we had enough to fire. We usually do drafts. They said they usually do drafts, but they're playing um, Classic Instructor because Arcan Rising just came out. So um, what got you into judging though? Judging was more um, curiosity, I think. Definitely curiosity on how to be a better player, mm. how to understand the game, um, and obviously, uh, there was like I have a lot of friends who are magic judges. So Ryan Lewis jones from yep. um, the old RC crew, he was a magic judge, um, and we're kind of tossing and turning between both of us. Like obviously, we both became judges and applied when it first came out, um, and obviously, in this gateway to becoming the highest level judge in Australia. Um, obviously you had to judge nationals. So it was a tossing and turning. We'll have an argument between each other and we'll decided that if I, t- I take this first one, he takes the next one. Yep. And yeah, that's kind of the story and how I kind of got there. Really? It was very interesting. That's for sure. What was your first event? You judged. First event was RTN on for RC crew. Mm-hmm. It was virtual though because of COVID mm-hmm. over discord. Um, but yeah, they let me head judge that one. Obviously, get some experience. It was obviously... Yeah, like, I wasn't a magic judge previous to this. I was, had zero yep. experience. Um, so, obviously, it was a good stepping stone, something small, a um, little bit easier. Not having to run around the rooms, just jumping between different rooms, different tables. Um, and it was good. That was definitely my first experience. It was a fun one at that as well. How many judges are there in Australia? Like, what are we talking? That is a good question. Um, but I think Australia... Probably has the f- s- fewest judges, um, just basically on the population, so spread. Um, but I'd probably say max maybe 50, mm-hmm. 50 judges. You get okay. a better – from the Judge Hub um, website, okay. you get a better understanding of that.
0: What do you think of the actual fab judging? Like you don't have experience to relate it to.
1: What's your opinion on it In a in a bubble? In a bubble – um, Pros and cons. It's not easy. Um, obviously, there's a lot of steps. Obviously, like just not being able to experience any other game. There's a lot of like steps and processes to a turn that a lot of people don't see just playing out. Yeah, the turn. There's like shortcuts. Yeah, there's like they just shortcut it through. Like there's damage calculation. There's like resolution step, chain leak resolution. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on in a turn that obviously you don't see that as a player because you're like cool. I do three damage. You take three damage. But there's yep. like several steps before the damage actually comes through and then you can swing again. There's a lot of stuff. We've to had that that a no few
0: of our newer players. I think, um, well, he's not that new anymore, but Cham- Mr. Champion...
1: Was judging. Brendan Champion, yeah. Brendan, yeah. Um, he was with me at the calling, judging with me.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's good to see, like, players do it. Even if they're not planning to judge, it definitely makes them And a Valentine. Yeah, Valentine's Relatively Valentine. new Valentine, player. Valentine, yep.
2: well, yeah. He was judging. It was great to see a lot of our local players yeah, judging. Yeah, ProQuest winner. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. So, question. Like, to me, you know, because I have a bit of experience in Magic, like, interacting with judges. Never a judge myself, obviously. But it comes down to, like, in my mind, I think the two attributes to make a good judge is like have a solid understanding of the rules but also have good bedside manners, right? Be able to communicate effectively with others, you know? Um, that's just my opinion. In, in you being the head judge and what you've seen, what would you think is more important, especially to someone listening, like an aspiring person? Would you would you say to someone, you know... Uh, it's more important to have like a very high level understanding of the rules or get a a good enough understanding, but we're looking for people that are, you know, very good at interacting and talking with others. Like how how, how would you weigh that up?
1: Um, I think having good people skills and having the confidence to step in and obviously make changes, make corrections, Um, because obviously like some judge calls are going to ruin someone's game. Mm. Um, Mm. But obviously having the confidence to do that is probably the biggest thing. Because LSS do an amazing job giving judges the resources, vocabulary to use mm. um, when making these judge calls. So, and obviously, there's a lot of training and resources out there for judges to use on the fly. Um, there's like quick links, there's apps, there's yep. comprehensive rules, there's everything there. So, you can, if you're ever unsure, there's always something you can reference to. And obviously, there's a judge discord with a plethora of players on there ready to kind of assist. But I think it's the main thing is having that confidence. And those people skills, and the ability to communicate well. Um, obviously, those I think they're probably the most important. I think to become a judge.
0: I want to talk about the world premiere, the first <laughs> one in the world. How was your How was your experience, Mister Tor Timmy? To the people want to know. At the premiere, just specifically, let's talk about yeah, the limited day portion. One. Day, day one, one. Friday. Awesome.
2: God, playing limited was Book a breath of fresh air. House booked out. Look. Venue, <laughs> venue 10 out of 10, um, right in the centre of the Sydney of City. It was actually in a Masonic Lodge. So if we have any Freemasons out there, huge shout out. Love your work. Um, it was a good facility. <laughs> so uh, hands yeah, down, yeah. Um, very that comfortable. It was good. It was clean. Everything uh, was
0: acoustics were great. You yep. know,
2: some of those, like, I've, I've experienced playing tournaments in these, you know, big warehouses with these concrete floor pavilions and the sound is bouncing around everywhere and you can't hear the person in front of you. But, you know, this place was very interesting intimate you know it had a lot you know carpet floors you know it was very nice Acoustics the chairs great. were actually comfortable. chairs were like you know leather or pleather I'm not too sure but they were comfortable you know i could sit in those bad boys all day so venue was on point um place was packed energy was high and playing limited was a breath of fresh air especially like relatively new players such as myself and i i suppose a lot of people that would be tuning in right now you know i'd say 80 to 90 percent of you know, me 99 percent of all my flesh and blood experience has been constructed. Yeah. So getting the opportunity to play limited in flesh and blood, it, it really was a breath of fresh air.
0: And you, Noah, didn't get to play. <laughs> Sadly not. Yeah, I had yeah. to work through it. Yeah. Um. But how I was your experience the though? The sorry, is that your first big flesh and blood event? Like at the, like I, I was at nationals. That was 70, 80 people because it was still COVID. COVID restrictions,
1: restrictions and we lost w- half. Was the this your biggest country? Um, it was, yes, it definitely was. Judging was definitely the biggest. Um, I think uh, the peak we hit almost 350 players in the venue, which was a lot of fun. Um, but it was definitely good. I think the atmosphere made it so much better to get through the tough days. Uh, because in comparison, Madrid had same amount of players, Mm. um, roughly just over 300, 350. Um, but they had almost, I think 28 judges. Wow. While we had less than half that at 11 judges. So obviously there's only
0: uh,
2: 11 judges
1: there. Yeah, yeah you over, over the 3 days. Let's touch days. on that before yeah. you finish because that's, that's something job.
0: I'd be very curious about. H- how do judges get recruited? Like if I if I if someone said we need more judges, it would probably encourage me to do the test properly. Like I've done it once off m- top of my head to
1: see what do I know? Fail.
0: Hundred percent. You can't do that <laughs> test over, off the top of your head. I did
1: off the top of my head, and I only, I only just passed it as well. Well, I'm not as good as you, yeah. but
0: it, <laughs> you get there. Is this like maybe a call to action? Is it? Do we need more in Australia? Is that
1: what you're um, saying? I think it's a. It's torn between we need probably do need some more judges. But also, we need more judges who are happy to volunteer their time. Because most judges would have been
0: playing. Yes. Like, I had Judge Sean on my team. There's no way he was judging. He's like, I'm playing the call. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Like, it's a a once-in-a-lifetime
1: event. Mm. Like, you're never going to have a world premiere where you get to open six packs. No, you just get to open a whole box that evening. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... (laughs) It's just so so what Amazing.
2: I, what I'm hearing now is you need more people but you need the right people. Yes, yes. that's that's, yes. What, I, that's yes. what I'm hearing. No, but that's,
0: right. you got anyone. Like <laughs> if you're listening now even if you're overseas like 100% if we only had 11 and we needed more, like you, if you could have used double. Um guys, you would have got like first of all the judge is pretty
1: good. Yeah, it was. And it's it was very
0: good. Boxes every day, there's promos, there's play mats for the head judge. Um yeah, yeah jump in. How yeah. does
1: one become a judge? Um, well, obviously, the going to the FabTCG website mm-hmm. under the judge section, there's a link to the Judge Hub website, which is obviously the platform that was developed by a level two judge outside, out of Europe. I mm-hmm. can't remember his name. Um, but he de- developed it, gave it to Josh, who's the rules guy in LSS. And it's a platform we use to obviously advertise events, um, connect judges together, you can communicate with judges, email Judges, you can do the judge test yep. through that platform. Um, it's definitely the way to go if you're very interested in the rules mm-hmm. um, and looking at obviously getting kicked started as a judge. Awesome. So your what's your, what was your favourite moment of day one? Favourite moment of day one is a table in front of me and... Uh, I think it was Andy from Chromatic Games. Yeah, I was at that table. Yeah. Cracking the Rainbow Foil Fable. Oh, did he crack a Fable? No, no. Listen, there's more. Yeah. he's a lucky. <laughs> Andy, how are you? Yeah. Lucky bastard. Yeah, and then you got, I think you got a Legendary or a uh um, well, Dragon. double sided. Well. Oh, the Icelander. Icelander. Yes. Oh. Which is very sick. Which yeah. I haven't seen many of. That's a very
0: rare card, it seems. It is a uh, hard hit rate. Yes. By the sounds of it. Yes. You know, there's one card we didn't hit in Sydney, it seems, that I've seen floating around, you boys aware. You know how there's a double-sided ash token, cold foil, ash wing on the, did you see that there's a dark colored one?
1: I'd be lying if I didn't say I have one. That's good. (laughs) But but it's very rare.
0: I haven't seen one in the flesh
1: yet. Yeah. Because yeah, I was very lucky enough with one of my judge conversation boxes Mm. to get a called for Yeah, ash. those rigged boxes. I bought a few of them. Yeah. What the heck <laughs> and it was on your stream. Boxes? yeah <laughs> Almost every box had a legendary or a yeah,
0: Marvel yeah, in yeah. And it was nuts. It's crazy. Uh told to be day two, calling. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're summarizing. We gotta we
2: gotta wind this back a bit. <laughs> Go back. First first thing is, do you recommend that do you recommend every player at least attempt to read the comprehensive rules? Is it needed? Is there a sum summary version of them? Like, should every player do this? Is it, is it worth Is it? worth it?
1: Um, there's definitely key sections. I w- you wouldn't have to read it all. There's so much detail in there. It's some yep. of it's unnecessary um, to, a, to a basic player. Um, but obviously, there's some key sections on, like, turn cycles, um, when you can respond with instance, especially if you're a Kano player. Mm. There's opportunities to do stuff. Um, definitely, those aspects are obviously the key you want to f- focus on um so probably i think it starts at um f- chapter five is the turn turn structure so if you want to give those a read they're probably the yeah. priority of what you want to
2: turn structure yes. section five yep all right let's do it comprehensive rules comprehensive rules well, i cracked my very first legendary in those six packs no you didn't yes i did you my didn't. very first and a good one crown of providence baby rainbow foil not too bad. That's still a great one, though. Yeah, I That's know. It's a great one. You play with that for I, ages, yeah. yeah. I couldn't believe when I opened it. Like, I literally like couldn't <laughs> believe I opened it. And then, yeah, my very first, my one and only. I swear I could hear you screaming like a little girl <laughs> across the room. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been me or Princess Spike. But, no, it was it, it was a fun event, like plain limited. I played fire. Um I opened up, you know, first time really looking at the cards in detail. I just saw that my fire stack was the biggest and go, yep, we're going to play that. I played every draconic and draconic ninja card i had threw it all in there a few generics and that made my deck and it was good how'd you go i did a four two um won my first three and then i had a, a very close mirror match very very close very tight uh he was better player than me he outplayed me um i didn't think i made any obvious misplays he just outplayed me uh, better player i think our decks were you know equally powered as well i think my deck was you know pretty good um, I didn't have the key piece of chest equipment to get that extra resource when you play a red pitch. He did, and when he had his big pivot turn, having that free extra resource to play that extra red card was a huge difference. Plus, he had the, the heat wave as well. Um, but he didn't have a headpiece. I had two extra health, so maybe that nullified it. But yeah, lost that, and then the final round, I played against Icelander, and I got rolled because I, I forgot to sideboard before the game. So, all my ward and gain health cards and my more blue pitches, I didn't think to bring them in. And then halfway through the game, I realized, oh, geez, I probably should have sideboarded. But yeah, great opponents, great vibe. Everyone was so excited to play. What did you play,
0: John? Icelander. How'd you go? Terrible deck. <laughs> so, I was sitting next to Andy. I pulled nothing, not even a foil rare. Literally pulled nothing. Um, but I went to Icelander because I've played Icelander before. 3 3. I gave away my pro- – when I won, I let the loser keep the pack. No one pulled anything good, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I made them open it straight away. Um, but, yeah, because I was planning to play the caller. Like I didn't think I'd have time to draft with them anyway. Uh, that set's amazing to play sealed. So we we got – played it sealed. I've drafted it once since then as well. It's fun. It's very fun. It, it's also fun because it's very obvious when you're going draconic. You can float between fine and Dromai for a bit when you're drafting it. Um, it's very obvious when someone's drafting icelander, like very obvious. I feel
1: because you cut off on all the wizard cards. Yeah, quick. yeah.
0: Like it's it big, but there's not many of them in the set in the in the pack either. So it's I think something. I think it's easier for newer players. Uh, like WTR was. It's it's very on the nose, and if you. Draft fire the whole time and then decide to go my Your cards aren't all useless if you picked all the generic draconics. That's good. Uh, I found Tails was complicated, way more complicated to draft. Did my head in.
2: I thought I think that this, I have a feeling that you know, on a surface level, people might think that this is you know, quite easy to draw, and it can be just like flesh and blood. Mm. On the surface level, the game is you know, quite easy to learn, quite easy to play, but. Just like this draft set, I really think over the coming months, you're going to see the draft format evolve. For sure. And there's going to be like multiple synergies that you can draft with a single hero. Um,
0: So I just don't think it's
2: as... uh, No, but
0: it's very easy to like... I don't think anyone's running bobbles is what I'm trying to say. I think you you get in and you very much can draft it with not much knowledge. There's plenty of generics and good ones. But yes, there's always going to be... Like there's there's a high cap for for skill level level there mm-hmm. for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But that's draft in general. It just feels like something I could grab a new player, mm. fairly new that know the rules and draft with them, and they'll have a good experience. Yeah. It's not hard. Well, like I said, the the fusing mechanic, everything entails to build the right ratios. I found impossible as a new player. Like I was like, I can never fuse. I never have enough earth. I never have enough ice. It's very true It was very tricky to draft. You've drafted a bit more than me probably because you would have practiced. Um, Do you find, what do you find this is like compared to
1: tails and, and Monarch and others? Uh, This is definitely um, up there. I haven't obviously, I haven't obviously drafted a lot with it just yet. I've just had a few drafts with some friends, Um, but obviously I think my favorite drafting so far is WTR Monarch. Mm. Um, Monarch. I'm
2: surprised.
1: A lot of people say Monarch. Yeah, monarchs are very great set to draft. Awesome, um, but this set is feeling really good. Um, I think, obviously, like you mentioned, there's a lot of skill caps. You can obviously have a very fun draft with all your like friends, just <laughs> casually over a few beers. But obviously, you can have a lot of high skilled drafts, and we're seeing that in like LSS is making road to nationals, the pro tour nationals draft partially draft, draft heavy. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, because they this set is built and obviously going to perform really well. In the limited format, which I'm v- very much looking in, looking forward to.
2: What are your feelings on how it might shake up the constructed meta, both Blitz and Classic?
0: Um, Wh- whatever his feelings are, I can't wait for
1: the new meta, whatever it is. Yeah. Because there's a lot changing. It's going to be a lot changing. Yeah. Um, obviously, no one knows. Until like the first big calling, which I think is in YouTube Utrecht Utrecht yeah um, indulge or speculate
0: oh wait or, uh, Utrecht then Singapore is that how it's gonna be
1: Singapore's second last week of August yeah yeah mm. and then it's PT Lil Lil yeah which is split format which should be fun Yep. there's a few battle hardens they announced today before that too so we'll know a little bit more then oh yeah 100% yep. Um talking about battle hardens I've booked and me too going to Auckland oh yeah so who's gonna see us over there Timmy you coming with us Come on, Timmy. God, no. I, I,
0: Timmy. Timmy told me we probably won't say it on the pod, but he's probably not coming.
2: What? <laughs>
1: I, yeah, look, Timmy missing a flesh and blood event? What? Doesn't happen? Well, if it was
2: a calling... Look, it's, uh, it's it's a bit complicated team. I've been running around from, you know, around the globe the last couple of months. So, um, hmm. I'm not going to say never's never, but highly unlikely. Highly
1: unlike. I think maybe. at the end of this year We would have flown enough To own our own airline mm. <laughs>
0: Honestly Plus, are, you. No, are you No
1: you're gonna go to Singapore Yes I'm going to Singapore Then oh. straight to Lille Yeah Vegas at the end of the year For the worlds
0: Is it Vegas Yes it is. James White
1: oh, James White said it'll be US I think at the PT Yeah, yeah Well said interview. US But he didn't say Vegas so Do you know We're something assuming. We don't know <laughs> We're assuming all right, you're assuming yeah, I'm assuming okay. I mean I assuming. hope it's Vegas yeah, yeah. I hope it's Vegas I think I'll be there in November
0: I think well. that's what they want the international events to be anyway it's like a, it's easier for the US people to get to as well isn't it than like Jersey are you judging in Singapore or Lille or anywhere so like on
1: that? that so personally I've made a promise to myself until there's obviously um, LSS roll out the level 2 program and there's more level 2's um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to obviously support my community here in Australia and judge locally but obviously, I'd like to p- still play. And obviously, at a professional level, the best opportunity for that is international. Mm-hmm. So I promised myself I'll always play international level. And judge in Australia. And judge the Australian ones, just until that program gets rolling and I don't have to judge every event.
0: Oh, that seems good. Fair enough. So, Team Blitz, <laughs> Saturday. Well, at this table, I'm Please. the best at that, it seems. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> quite easily. <laughs> you okay. got, 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 <laughs> so got paid to play. I got carried so hard. You got paid to play. Yeah, that was fun. Well, what what was your experience judging that? Was that a new and weird
1: experience? Um, it was definitely weird. Um, obviously, there was a few issues um, on the day, which we can get to later. Um, but obviously, the experience of it, everyone had, I think, a lot more fun in a team event than they did individually. I think, personally, just from witnessing it. Um, obviously, like this is from just my experience of Nationals versus the team calling. I just thought everyone enjoyed themselves a lot more and it was fun, yeah. Yeah, and the experience was a lot more fun for everyone for the calling as a team event, which is good. And I think the fun thing is the fact that we converse the best of the best in the world, the guys who make the game. Not everyone would say that's fun, you know. Well,
2: Are we going to go there now?
1: Might <laughs> <laughs> as well. So yeah, <laughs> I'm saying, might as well. Let's, let's go, go there.
0: there. Uh, so
2: I like Okay, uh, first explain to the audience exactly what we're talking about now. Let's break it down.
0: Well f- well day 2 was the Sydney the first team blitz calling. Mm-hmm. In the uh, world.
1: In the world. First professional team event.
0: Yeah, so um, PTIs, gold foils, cash on the line. Top 16 teams got cash.
2: Non-rated, though.
0: None, well, I think they the GEM system's not able to... So, like, each team was one person in GEM, so I think that makes it hard to rate. Uh, like, they'd have to go back and manually do it for hundreds of players. I think that's why. I'm sure in the future we'll see if they update the GEM software where it's got the team registered properly. Um. It was seven rounds day one, five rounds day two, then a top four cup, I believe. Uh, wicked fun, wicked fun. I got diverse developers. I got diverse Sydney friends. I got diverse Malaysians. It was amazing. It was a very international event for sure. And definitely a lot of different people from all around Australia that we sort of know but don't see often. Uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't aware we nearly had the same number as Europe. That's really good. Big event for Australia. So but getting back to
2: yeah. LSS stuff, break it down. What
0: oh, sure. Well, they I, I don't know what the rules were. I just knew early on there was a rumor that they could play. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we knew that James White might be coming to play with us, so we knew. So it was
2: one staff member was allowed to participate. Per team, play, I believe. Per, per team, team. Yeah. yeah. Per team. Yeah. I think
0: the way it worked out is you had um, a bunch of friends from New Zealand, like Newsom's team, Jason... Is it Newsom, Jason, and Jacob Pierce? Ke- J- no, Are oh, you talking about the the actual devs? Yes, they're yeah. not on all, all one team. I was trying to remember. Oh, the, the teams. teams. Yes, so it was yeah. Newsom, um, Jason, Kyle. That's one team. Yeah, I think they were just buddies, like that wanted to play they're friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well they're, New- all, fr- they're Newster, all friends Yeah, yeah. News told me he couldn't Test a lot So he just brought Ira Because he's done A thousand reps on that And that's what he Which which worked for him He knew what he was doing And I don't think Anyone else in the room Played Ira to be honest <laughs> And he he, You know He top tabled um, Then you had
1: Jacob Pearson With uh, I can't remember His teammate's name now uh, CJ Yep CJ Critazole And um, Justin I think Yeah Yeah Uh they were Team Bolton.
0: And then well this is the rumor. I don't know how much of this you know is true. There was Team Jason Chunk. Full stop. It seems like he he um very met a couple accomplished of guys. magic player, by the way. Very, very accomplished Magic player. player, also a very, very senior fab player. Yeah, yeah as well, but a yeah. senior fab developer, a mm-hmm. tester. Um, you tell when you meet him he's he's superhuman. <laughs> But I believe, and this is the rumor, he had people on his team that between them had played less than two weeks of Fab total uh, that he met. I don't think he knew any of them, but I think he met them just before the event gave him some homework. I believe the Olden player, uh, the night before or something, spent a few hours, like four hours, watching Olden videos on YouTube. And then the rumor goes, or the legend, as we're going to call it, is... Uh, he played Kano in the middle, got rid of his opponent in usually under 10 minutes and then would- Three turns. (laughs) Yeah, and just look to the sides and help the other two pilot their decks. I think that's cool.
1: I, I think that's insane. Story. I love that story. A testament to his brain power. It yeah. seems like he's is. an alright player. But, yeah. even, but yeah.
2: even the even the experience is for the other two, I think that's wicked. Imagine, oh, like imagine be, being carried imagine into being, a gold foil. Yeah, like imagine being you in the game, you can't find a third team member, you put some post on Facebook and then like one of the best players <laughs> in the world jumps in and goes,
0: oh yeah, I hope you boys out. Look, I'm, I'm salty like, about it because I'm jealous. I wish I got carried to a gold foil. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can actually pilot my deck without help so he could have focused. But hey... um. I uh, think, I think cool. that the biggest thing I'm annoyed about is that no one recorded it all because I would have loved to go back after playing and actually watch what he did. Because you heard, like, you'd hear people going, You know, he just killed someone with AB5, <laughs> like an olden with AB5. I'm like, Could Kano do that?
1: It like, was like turn
0: two. Yeah. He, he, Jason did it against
1: Jacob. Yeah, the other which is dev. like this, straight the straight person that won the event. He actually killed him with AB5. I think that was one of my fun, most fun experiences as a judge, was just watching the devs. And just the skill Do level, they know more than you know? 100%. 100%, <laughs> without a doubt.
0: Now this, by the way, so I played, I did play against Jacob. That's the one dev. So I played with Newsom later. We got to hang out and draft um, downstairs at mine. But I actually played the event against Jacob. That team was extremely friendly and professional. Team Bolton. Like, didn't rush us, even though we were clearly inexperienced compared to them. Your friend, Brent, was asking a lot of questions about Prism. He actually beat him. He got him to scoop. This is it's the funniest story. He went eleven-one on the day. By the way, do you know of any other player that went eleven-one? Yeah, no. Best Rhino player, Oceanic. I think is what we're trying. What we're out. slowly finding yeah. out. Don't sleep um, on my mate. Yeah, but no, he like like in that environment, you know, he didn't have to. He he was quite. I I thanked him, let him. Thanks for being patient. He's like, nah, dude, that guy's sick. Like, but you know, Brent's like. Roll scabbies. And he like <laughs> yells it out and throws the dice. Um, but that was a very, it was very one-sided beating. Um, mm. They they demolished us. But uh, all in all, well, I came ninth total. We went in day two, seventh. You smashed it. Yeah. We did. We did. We did. Like mm. we were not, we were like, Hey, if we like the first conversation we had for the day is guys, if we X three, do we want to drop and draft? <laughs> that, that was our first conversation. Um, and then, yeah. I but think there's other Sydney teams came... Like, I think Ryan Bell's team, they got um, 15th or something. Andy, Chromatic Games team, ca- they came up there. Didn't Correct. Did they end
2: up in the top 16? I think... Or
1: he was, I think, 12th or something. 12th? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. a couple,
0: a couple. And then Hayden Dale's team... Uh, came third, fourth overall. Yes. Yeah. And everyone else was New Zealand at the top. At the top. No, that's not true. Jesse Chung's team was two Aussies, I believe, with him... Um, Amazing event, though. Talk to us about your. Um, you said to me, uh,
2: like, you know, during mm. the weekend that your team's approach was. Yeah, we had a different. Re- the reason why I asked you about this, because it was sort of segue into something I want to talk about, but mm. you guys sort of didn't have a rule, but there was an understanding during your matches, you didn't talk to each other. You so played your
0: own games, essentially. More specifically, you know, because there were a few discussions, broad ones, going around for everyone. One was the seating, you know, trying to big brain where to sit. And second was, what decks are we going to play? I was like, I'll play whatever. Clearly, Brent is on Reiner, only plays Reiner That's fine. My other teammate, Sean, was on either Dash or Briar. And I was like, look, if I need to play Oldham to win, let's play Oldham. But Mm. then we all decided, let's just play what we're enjoying playing in armories. It's Blitz. And that means we don't need to pilot, don't need to help. No one needs to ask questions. And what we found is every time we'd verse a team that was asking each other, especially I was in the middle on Dory, and a lot of middle players would ask, "Man, I have a verse Dory. <laughs> should I block? Should I not block?" They all lost because mm. they got not told necessarily wrong information, but it was they weren't playing with the pressure on them, and I feel like and they weren't aware of the board state either. Like well, what you've of pitched, course. What so, like, used. they'd turn over and ask a question, and they'd be told full block. But then, you know, if I have a twinning blade, that's not the right choice. But you'd know that if you're paying attention to the game. Whether I've pitched, it's we found, and and definitely the pro teams when you watch them play, they'd communicate. But it was more pre-match going, "What should I look out for?" Like Sean asked me about Kasai, and I'm like, "Look out for Blade Runners. Don't worry about the first sword swing. It doesn't pump like Dory, so don't overblock ever." That kind of thing.
1: And a lot of, pl- of the professional teams mainly spoke about what they're doing with their hand in yes. their turn. Yeah, not. And they, they speak to each other what they've pitched, what's coming back. I, and definitely when you got to like
0: one player's left playing, their teammates would give them some advice on maybe there's a line with some more damage or something. But what I'm trying to say is it um, we we just played for fun. We played the fun decks and then we, we didn't try and interrupt each other. We had a lot of banter and we just played it like an armory. And but to be honest, between the three of us, we all are capable of winning an armory, which mm. is a 3-0 blitz event. So if we all, which we all ended up doing 60% win rate, except Brent who did... 99% win 11. Rate. <laughs> <laughs> But that's all you need to do is, if you go to an armory and you're on the deck, you know, you can get unlucky, but mo- most of it is just being comfortable. But it, it, was, fu- it was fun. That's the thing. If they, I would go in, like that event, I hope is the main event of every calling. it would be so sick.
1: Obviously, because you guys, because I didn't play, but you guys were locked in your seats. Mm. Did you find yourself versing a similar hero in that seat most of the time? Like, was it like a Briar in the middle? Was there Kano in the middle more often than not?
0: No, it's the opposite. So I only faced
1: one Oldham in the
0: middle. But how many teams were there? 80? Uh, Almost, yeah. I think just about 80 teams. Yeah, but then like, because I'd ask people, I'm like, I I really dodged all the Oldhams in the middle. People were like, man, all I face is Oldhams in the middle. I'm like, all right. But I more found that the more inexperienced player was in the middle. It seemed like a lot of teammates brought like someone that was a slightly less experienced. Till we got to the higher end tables, and it was definitely the boss captain was like could pilot all the decks, could answer questions, made a big difference for those teams. I think. How about you, Paul?
2: Yeah, like uh, we discussed <clears throat> a lot about the decks, mm. the higher level stuff. Where we're going to sit, what did we expect the decks? The matchups, we practice, we did all of that, but one thing that we missed—that um, winding back time—I'll I'll definitely take into future things—is we didn't talk about like how we would interact with each other, mm. or what happens if someone makes a misplay, like a stupid mistake, um, and they verbalize it or they something. How would you best um, react to what your mm. teammate would say? Would you prefer? You know, your teammates are just saying nothing or encourage you or call you an idiot. Like, how, how would you approach that? And because we didn't even discuss that, we didn't even discuss, like, in-game interactions, there were a few situations, I'm not going to go into it because it's not really relevant, but there were a few situations in the first couple of games where some things happened and I feel that because we hadn't had those conversations earlier, it really stifled our first couple of rounds, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. So that that's what I could see. So we we didn't do very well. Um, I made a couple of just very very like even for me like very.
0: <laughs> How many times did you roll the one on Scabby's on the weekend? Uh, that's what I want to know. <laughs> four times, and
2: I rolled yeah. it, and I rolled a double one twice. We also like, got to games. put it out there
1: that Timmy's team was brood only yeah we bought brood only yeah Yeah. yeah. we had KO a lot um, of dice
2: and Reiner but to be honest like yeah I made some poor plays in the first couple of rounds and then obviously between all of us we made made a little bit of mistakes but I just think those first few rounds if we had better discussions about how to interact with each other because we didn't know that because you might be someone that you know uh likes your teams to, to give you advice or say things or yep. encourage you and then you might be like, No, just don't don't say anything
0: to Who me. Who sat in the middle for yours? It was Ollie. Ollie okay. sat in the middle because
2: he has the most experience yep. out of all the brutes. So he was on KO. Um, so his matches were usually like he'd <laughs> he'd either win in the first few turns or it'd get dragged out and he'd possibly lose. That's typically how his yep. how his matches went. If the Yeah matches but that, went that can enough, just beat anyone as well. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He, he he steamrolled a fair few players. Mm. Um but uh, one question again. I'm not going to name any round specifically, but there was there was an issue. Like I got in a very very complicated issue in one of my rounds. I don't want to even say what round it was, but I was playing against someone. I was playing against a friend. Okay, someone who I think is a friend, and that player is notoriously a slow player. Notoriously. So am I though. In some respects, I'm you know I'm faster than this person most definitely, and this person was playing quite slow. Throughout the game and throughout the match, I was constantly conflicted. Do I call a judge on my friend? Like we're in a calling. He is playing slow. The time is going down. It's kind of stressing me out. Um, I made a bad mistake the previous round, and there were some team interactions already yep. getting playing on my mind. So that I had a heightened sort of you know level of you know pressure, and then that was happening, and I was so conflicted. Do I be nice to my friend? Do I get? anyway? How would you approach that? Like when is the right time now to call a judge for slow play? Not talking about my specific situation, just but just in general.
1: Um we'll I answer this question as a player and as a judge. Okay, sure. So <laughs> as a player. <laughs> it's very different. Yeah. So as a player, usually if I'm versing someone and I'm starting to get distracted, like get bored, start my eyes start wondering and my mental state, which is meant to be in the game, starts deviating because I'm waiting so long for my yeah. opponent to do something. Then I'm thinking, well, it's just suddenly take too long. Like I shouldn't, this shouldn't be behavior that I should be exhibiting because yep. of what's happening in the game. So obviously, at that point, I'd probably like judge what's next. Like obviously, it's a friend. Um, I'd probably just verbally talk to them first. Yeah. I'd try to av- minimally avoid judge cause. Um, obviously everyone's different. Um, uh, but personally, that's what I would do. Um, as a judge, um, we had a lot of conversations about these, bev- um, with that, with my judge team before we kicked off the event, It's like, being blitz, such a short time, what do we define as slow play? Um, everyone had their own opinion, but usually you put a time on it. So sometimes it's two minutes, three minutes if it's classic constructed, if it's like a kill turn, you give them a good five minutes. Um, obviously there are rules, some rules in place to involving, like, being so close to time and, like, having no actions. Are you turn zero or is your next person turn zero if they don't block on time, yep. that kind of stuff. Um, but usually, like, uh, judges will obviously come to put a time on it um, for to make a game action, like, to do something.
0: So that, obviously, uh, so a question for you, how many draws were there round one? Because
1: I heard a number. Um, I'd probably say maybe... 25%. Yeah. Yeah. And remember I called so, that yeah.
2: before the and last week. Last I week's think part,
0: that's I why that. we did all right. Because mm-hmm. most of the time being wasted were idiots sitting there with their cards, mm-hmm. waiting for their friend to finish their turn mm-hmm. to tell them about, you can't yeah. do that. Every time someone would do that to me, I'm like, I would just prod nicely. When, when they'd be like looking over at their friend, waiting for their friend to decide. So we're waiting for mm. double the normal amount for a slow player. I'd be like five with go again and put pressure on them by declaring the game state again. Because I'm like, you've got to decide about this five with go again. And they'd be like, oh, Phil, do I do it? I'm like, and I oh, that's think a that's, a good, s- that's a good strategy. It was also like lack that. of practice where clearly no one sat and practiced team blitz (laughs) but i think you'll find if we have another one in six months how much different it'll be because a lot of the more casual people maybe hated it for that reason maybe they got an argument with their like significant other that they played with or something because there was tension there's definitely tension and then i think you'll find if you teamed up with people where you felt like the interactions weren't healthy for the team is the same team could go again and go, look, guys, the rule is, like, you're on your own. We talk before the game, we talk after. Good luck, fist bump, and we just focus down the line. Till you're done with your game, then please help me. And that's how we sort of approached it is, you know, the Reina matchup is usually the quickest, and Brent couldn't really help us because he doesn't play the other decks, but it was great motivation to hear him and we'd look over and the oldham's dead. And we're like, did you already kill him? He's like, yeah, quad in him, turn two, yeah. But that helps. Like focusing on the yeah. hearing the good news. Immediately oh, yeah. we tell, like immediately when, when I'd get like a third count, I'd be like, Sean, counter three. I think this game's done. Even psychologically for the other team to hear me say that. Because a lot of it was like mm. questions. I'm like, dude, I just routed him. And, and then Sean had smile, and then I know I'm helping him. Also, when when two of us would win, we'd tell the other player immediately, like, pressure's off, and that helped us, I think, with the day. Um, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a lot of how our team ended up going. Brent's hilarious. Also, it's like, we weren't there to win. Like, we we played well, but we weren't, like, thinking, we're going to win every match. We were like, let's see if our little strategy... I, I don't think there were many teams like us where... Um, There was no Oldham on the team, first of all. It was unique. It was Dory, Dash. Which was our other strategy to never go to time is we know the deck's strong. We tested with it. We're like, you know what happens though? (laughs) You play Oldham, the other player plays slow and you still end up going to time. And I, I I saw many players way, way better than me. I don't beat them in armories dropping out because they didn't make it on better decks in better teams, I think, because they had Oldham's on the team. And other teams, like like we just described, you're playing Oldham, they're on two life, they're waiting for their friend to give them a lifeline, which isn't going to come, like, you know what I mean? Uh, well, it's a con-
1: Controversial opinion on that. What's that? Wolves' Oldham, well Oldham player isn't the one going to time, it's their opponent. That's what that's I'm to saying. Time. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: No, no, but that's what I'm saying. I didn't want to play Oldham, because even if I play it super fast my deck itself can cause someone to play slow because they get scared because they're just being fatigued or losing. Like like suddenly the dash isn't boosting. Suddenly, you know, um, chain's not shackling and suddenly the game takes way longer than it needs to because the player, like it's not the olden player always, but there's definitely a mixture with olden players and mm. slow play is just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. <laughs> there, was a, there was an Icelander... Uh, Older mirror, like, no. <laughs> we wanted to avoid that. We didn't play any decks that had to block a lot. We just wanted to have fun. Yeah, but also, you know what is fun is finishing all three games in 10 minutes because we got deck checked 17 minutes added to time or 15, and we still finished before time. Mm. Oh, the deck checks were a pain. Which was which was actually worse because immediately as we finished, the next round got bad. <laughs> we're like, Fuck. <laughs> Get back. <laughs> so how does it
2: work? Do you pre-determine before the event starts how, what round you do deck checks and you randomise the tables? How does that usually
1: work? So the way we did it, because every TO and head judge can run it differently, the way we did it was no deck checks round one. Um, round two is just randomised. Um, one of the guys um, put a n- random number generator and pulled out a table number. Yep. And we go, bang, that's that's them. Um, but closer to the end of day one you're more likely deck checking people who are at their winning. It. So people like who have an incentive mm-hmm. to do something dodgy. Not yeah, like saying no one did. There was a few mishaps with deck list errors. I got
0: deck checked twice. I was like, why are they just grabbing my
1: deck? <laughs> yeah, the second time was random. Shonky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's yeah, so like people who like would have an incentive to. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, we never found it. Um, There's just a couple honest mistakes. Um, Talk to me
0: about those because I, I know what they are when mentioning names. I'm very curious. There was someone with 41 cards. There was someone with no equipment on their list. Is that even in the rules, like no equipment on the list? Cuz I can't imagine that's explicitly
1: written. Um yeah, it technically is. Um it's not explicitly written no equipment. It's written um like present like deck missing era. equipment. Deck list. Sure. Um And it was funny enough, it was one of the LSS devs. It was. not going to name who. Oh, he knows. You Um, know. And his excuse, (laughs) I've never had the right one in his life. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And that didn't save him from the IP penalty, that's for sure. (laughs) Um, And then the other one was uh, an old deck box used to have the classic instructor version of the deck. Sure. In his spare sleeves, there was still a sleeved
0: extra card. Right. Um, so not in the it's in the box, not in the deck like that. It yeah, was yeah playing. it's in the box.
1: Yeah, but obviously because it's within the box. Well, that's how you yeah. look at it, right? You don't. Yeah.
0: W- so if you weren't aware, because I wasn't aware till this event, but luckily I was doing the right thing anyway, because I OCD. I didn't want extra cards near me. You should not have a single other card anywhere near you. You have a deck box with your equipment and cards that you play with, and your dice, and everything else is out of sight. Correct. The only because real exception be- is like
1: if you get a promo on the day you can put that in there that's fine yeah sure Yeah, but but
0: it's actually I didn't I wouldn't have even thought that if I had my blitz deck with me but the CC half of it in the same deck box how much trouble I'd be oh yeah because when I go to an armory I do that yeah, when I'm yeah, switching 100%. between Uh, but it's too easy because it's sleeve the same way I can see why and fair no one got DQ'd um we did like through, through the event three days any dqs uh there was one okay yes yeah yeah no well, i know you're not gonna like you can't specifically i have one to ask you about though because again i'm curious in vegas so the story that i've heard that i'm fairly sure is accurate guy came bought an eye from a vendor that was clearly like you know warping a little bit put it in his deck and played i think was doing quite well like top four or top five whatever they were quite high and then um, opponent calls the judge, said that's a marked card. It's, and it was very obvious from, by all accounts. That the curvature. Was, yeah, yeah, and it's an eye of a so the judge DQ'd him. Story goes, guys quit the game forever. All his friends are pissed off. Now, people ask me, so I'll, I'll answer it first as a player. My My logic was, if I turn up to any sporting event, a professional event where I could win money, forgot my ping pong balls at home and I buy some from a vendor and then I'm playing and my opponent says, these balls are weighted and a judge figures the ball's weighted, I'm getting kicked out. No one's going to stop and ask. Like I didn't feel like there's any justification or anyone needed to, like whether you're cheating on purpose or not is actually secondary. The judge's point is not to figure out if you're cheating on purpose or not. It's to figure out are you cheating or is there a possibility you're cheating and a marked I have a video, which yes, foil warping is marked, Now, again, I did my own research, so this is why I'm saying my bit and then tell me how right or wrong I am. My understanding is he should have been able to pick out that one foil card in the deck is going to stick out like a sore thumb, should have gone to a judge and said, can you deck check me and can you put a proxy in my deck for the eye? And the judge would have probably scribbled on a bobble, I have a fiddler, put the eye in the guy's deck box and given it back and no issue, he's got a deck. There's people going, but it's a legal card, but It's like, yeah, but oh, but LSS should print the cards better. I'm like, whoa. No, like, no, 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 no. No, no, I'm saying, again, like you own the eye. It's in your deck, but you still can't have a marked card. They're separate things. Anyway, Judge Noah, how would you have but treated well, that? Yeah, before go. Judge sure. Noah starts, I need to say something. At the end of the day, it's nothing to
2: do with LSS. I'm seeing these freaking, I know, these th- stupid posts, people talking about card, card It's It's nothing. You're responsible for your deck you're responsible for every card in your deck. If a card is curling, it is marked. If you're aware of that and you're not doing something about it, well, geez, like, frick, are you a timid? Like, seriously, before skirmish season, mm. I was testing bear fangs. Just before the first skirmish, I noticed the four bear fangs, because we have high humidity here, was really curling. And in my deck... It was starting to become obvious, and one of bare fangs, which is kind of an important card, was kind of curling. So before that skirmish, I took it out and put it on forward in. I'm a Timmy. I wanted to play with a foil, but I didn't. Now, that's for a skirmish, you know. Sec- <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. So definitely he should be he, he should be responsible for that. Um, 100%. Uh, it's unfortunate like, that he
0: quit the game. Like, I hate hearing those that's stories. That's what I've heard. I'm sure there was frustration you know, in the moment. Um, but, but, it's, it, but also, like... Look, I okay, before a- before the
2: event, before the uh the Blitz event, right, on the weekend, the Blitz calling, I had some sleeves. Legitimately, these sleeves are like three weeks old. I'm not gonna name the company, three weeks old. The corners were starting to get a little bit thingy, but there was no rhyme, no reason. One of my team members had a fresh packet of sleeves, but it was only ten minutes before the event started. And he's like, Do you want to change sleeves? So I'm like, Oh, I can't really be bothered. It was even back in my mind, I'm going, heck. I know the judges. Let me just go up and ask them. So I went up to big shout out to the big man from Auckland. What was his name? Jono. Jono, John Good how guy, are you, mate. Great. Guy. He he
0: was the head judge for a couple of the events, yeah. like when there were two events at once. Yeah. So he led the battle hardened. Yeah.
2: Um, he did got, a good he's job. He's got I heaps I think. of experience from yeah. of New Zealand. Yeah. 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 So I went up to Jono and Mitch, um, and I said, "Right, here's my deck. What do you think? Professional opinion." They both looked at it and said, "Look, be on the safe side. Change the sleeves." Yeah. So that's what I did. No I'd no be no surprised fair.
1: how many people come up to me. I'd I could probably say more than I had, can count on my hands. People come up like really? can you check the cards? And nine times out of ten I said change the sleeves. Yeah. Because obviously like you might just be your like your home deck, but there'll be wear and tear over time. And the yeah, last but thing But like you, you want said, it's like your
0: opponent's right to call the judge. And it's also if it's a win in, then you then you mm. run out of excuses. Oh wait, there's seven and a half thousand US dollars on the line. You
1: don't, you should, you're responsible. Anyway, what's your full opinion on the story? Um. Obviously, I 100% agree with Timmy and you guys. It's like your responsibility with your deck to make sure everything is as perfect as it could be. Um, a one-off foil is usually the worst situation for marked cards because of the curling that happens. Um, it's pretty much, if you can distinguish the cards when it's in the deck, which curling does, it leaves a jump, yep. like a bump. And if you can distinguish it on top, um, and then if you spread the fifteen, like 15, 20 cards out, and you can pick the card, then that counts as marked cards. Then the key thing to that is if the judge, who's doing the deck check, can distinguish a pattern, yeah, with those cards, and that will obviously distinguish the and severity. And when it's a one of one, when it's one of one, key card like I, um, it's a pattern because you can yep. like set your picture under it, and you know when it's coming back. You know that oh, I'm not going to cater this turn because it's an eye on top that kind of stuff yep. is definitely not and great. and
0: your job is not specifically straight away to figure out intent is it no because that is just they could have cheated
1: and that's enough because it's not fair for the opponent intent is a hard one for judging mm. of course um it definitely is like a, t- you're, topic, not a you're not you're
0: yeah. not a t- jury trial with evidence you know what i mean you just have to go off can i see a pattern of the facts, can i pick yeah. the card out of 60 or 40 can i actually see it and if you can you don't have a choice, right? Casual event, you'd probably just say change the sleeve. Shuffle your deck or something, right? But I don't know if this... It, think about it, If it happened mid-round, it's over. Okay, well, let's offer a solution.
2: We've got Timmy at home. Mm. He wants to play Dory. Lucky little Timmy. He's cracked an eye. He's <laughs> kept the eye in the shoebox, and yep. it's curled to the you-know-what. How does little Timmy go about playing this eye? Because it's an expensive card. It only comes uh- in foil.
0: Mm. Correct. Well, that's a- how. That's ha- the people's argument: is it's a fabled only comes
2: in yeah, foil. But how does little Timmy go about decurling? I have two solutions. Tell me.
0: You get a silica pack. Mm-hmm. You get a uh, sandwich bag. Put it in. Airtight, like squeeze the air out of it. It does not take long. It curls all the way back around to the other side if you leave it too long. So you can pretty much watch it. Come back, check in half an hour, and you'll see a difference airtight sucks all the moisture out because i believe curling in is moisture and curling out is dryness and you've got to find a middle ground some people will put it in weight but the way we had that rain for a long period here you couldn't do anything about it whenever fest launched everything was a U. we couldn't help it Mm -hmm. Um, even non-foils would curl a little bit because of the amount of moisture in the air Um, but the second solution is what i read in the rules a judge can issue a proxy is go up right? to a judge and go, here's my eye. Here's my one I printed on my laser printer or here's a bauble with eye of aphidia written on it. Can I? And the judge... The judge
1: certified proxies are yeah.
0: out. Yeah. There you go. That's the solution. And you can have your cold foil slabbed eye sitting on the side because it's in your deck. Like you can actually do that. The judge has to approve it, but a judge would rather give you a bauble with his signature on it. and Because again, you ju- it's just... Yeah, it's only rainbow foil. It's bowed. It's not your fault. He's not going to force you to go buy a $400 card. He'll just proxy it for you. So said person obviously probably didn't know that. But um, it's a professional event. So you not knowing is, again, unfortunately, so you can't tell a cop, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like when you break the rules, you yeah. break the rules. The, ju- the Like the judge, now, I don't know. See, if the judge was rude to the player, blah, blah, you don't know all that, right? All you know is the judge's job is not to educate him on the yeah, spot you can't- or give him another chance he's going there's a rule broken that's the consequence because mm-hmm. what you don't want to see what people misses the flip side of this imagine that guy wins and then everyone's talking about how there was a curled eye in the deck yeah. and, like that puts a way bigger stain it on the game
2: it was the right ruling it feels bad
0: yeah that's all you can say but you know sometimes these things happen so people can learn hopefully anyone that hears that story actually knows mm. Not to play like that. There's a workaround. By, Go like, to a judge, and and we're on the same page here. If half the deck was foil and curled a bit, and it was hard to see a pattern, might have been a much different
1: story. Yeah, I had. It seemed had like he had
0: one card, which is very, very, very like bad in in a professional setting.
1: Yeah, I had a calling like that. um A deck to dash player, half his cards were foil, half weren't. I think just mm. based on the packs he's pulled, I just made a recommendation to him. I was like, hey man, like pick one. They're all single sleeved. Um, so I was like, if you want to run them, just try and flat them out, double sleeve them for next event. Just yeah. give them some advice. Yeah, because you couldn't see find. a pattern, so you can't. Yeah, you just yeah. leave it. Yeah, and it's kind of, it's just the hardness though. It's yeah. just a kind of judge calls never great to make no. DQing someone,
0: especially on day two. See, the funny thing is, like I, I would, I'm the type of person that would judge and not play, especially because you get boxes and like the compensation is quite good. I just honestly, I did the test and it's that kind of test where they try and trick you and I don't, I am i don't like the <laughs> those tests. When I did my <laughs> test, there was a question
1: was like, tell limb from limb and KO, like what's, an, what's the attack? Like, you that have to but do that the was a
0: tricky one because the, yeah. they actually changed the ruling on that, didn't After they? After the yeah. fact yeah, yeah. that I did well, it, yeah. well,
2: Okay, explain it to me. What is the rule? Can now? I explain in case go I want to be a judge, gods. right? This yeah. is my audition. Oh, here we go.
0: It used to be... So let's let's tell me the text to tell him from limb. If it's, it's got a plus damage built in it, right? Plus two if you discard no. a six or whatever. No. no what no. does it say? Tell him from limb is um, the base of the discarded. Yeah. Draw
2: card. draw a card. Discard a card at random, mm-hmm. and then you add. Um, if it's a, I think it has to be a six or higher. Mm-hmm. Discarded. Discarded, and then you add that base power. Um, to your next brute action attack
0: action. Yeah, I think. think. So, my, so, again, has a built-in plus damage in the card. Uh, KO's ability used to multiply that. As in, if a card was a six and became an eight, you'd multiply the eight because one would happen before the other. But that's not the case now. You multiply the base damage and then add. That's the formula, correct? Yes. Because yeah. you used Cause to it used to be 30-something or whatever. What, so they used
2: to get pluses off barrage. It was you crazy, yeah. come in for 24. Yeah. Off barrage and beatdowns, they'd include
1: that. It doubled the total. It limited discard thing because it all modified the base. Yeah. And obviously they had to change that where, like you just said. So whatever additional, like KO's ability only
0: changes the base what's written on the card. If it's a six becomes a 12, then you add the two or the four or whatever comes after it. So that becomes an 18, not a lethal like from turn one. Yeah, But that KO was a little bit, that was before, mind you, that was before a lot of the new KO cards. If, If KO had that rule now, (laughs)
1: with <laughs> their specialization and everything, roll
2: two <laughs> dice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any yeah. idea how many KO decks were there in the calling? Um, there were a few
1: f- full Reiner teams, mm. full maybe uh, enough to count on one hand. Full, okay, full. I, I team, heard sorry. there was one other. I didn't know there was any more than that. Um, I think but maybe we got a
0: breakdown at some point.
1: Yeah, I think there was like less than five. Definitely less than five. Did of. you
0: hear about the two-player team? Oh, please tell the story. The brute-only team. So, from what I actually... The, the icing on the cake there, again... We'll start le- from the start. The legend of it is that they turned up with a friend who ditched them and played on another team. And they didn't have enough time. Is that true? Is that what you heard as well? Uh,
1: not on the day. They sure. did make a team and then a f- few months ago made a team and then obviously someone else asked that team... But they were playing at the event. Go. Yeah, they were playing. So, these, the same, yeah. these
2: guys decided... So, uh, t- so so, a team of two was registered to the calling.
0: Levy in the middle Reiner on the side The third slot was an auto loss Because they had two players They made it to day two <laughs> Can
2: you believe it? <laughs> A two
0: person means, Reiner like, team It means they both had to win every Correct like, Every time No they had to win They,
1: they, they both could only lose three games. times Or whatever to get yeah. in Yeah But granted i got to put it out there I'm not sure if that was actually Allowed the two person team Yeah Yeah. yeah. Oh. Because it's um,
0: oh Come on Noah. Well that's spicy how are they breaking it. Is, the it
1: is a great story. It is spicy. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, so did we get you in trouble? We can, maybe. We can I don't do know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the they thing didn't is run deep in day two though. But still no. to make it to day two. But they they, they also... Did play,
1: they did play, like granted to both of them, they did play very well. Yeah. And they were great players. They're good players. Yeah. They must be, yeah, to win out like that. Yeah.
0: But uh, like there were, there were people searching the day before, like for a team, even
1: in the morning... Because We had two two person teams at the start, which you can't see. And we sell, only had yeah. one player who came internationally who didn't have a team. Um, he was just Jason running. Chung was no. <laughs> no, it wasn't Jason <laughs> Chung. Um, so obviously he joined the t- one of the two person teams. Yep, and it was a conversation between me and uh the guys who hosted the calling. I was like, Do we let him happen? Do we let him have mm. a go for the fun? Like, I mean, so it's, they can enjoy it's good that you did,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, it would have sucked if you don't. Because they have obviously a zero advantage having two people, not three And they right?
1: traveled a long way to get here as well. Yeah. 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 Where were they from? Uh, I think uh, Queensland, up Brisbane, okay. or like Lismore, up yep. very north of yep. New South Wales. Awesome. Well not done, 100% girl. on that, but I know they traveled in to get here.
0: I, I'd like to get into the
1: event as a whole. Yeah. What worked well? Every, I think majority of things worked well. I think the judge team was amazing, mm. the organizers were amazing. Um, and like obviously the thrill of opening Everfests, the cards mm. and the set uprising. was amazing. Um, that's what he meant. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah.
0: Oh <laughs> it was like yeah. a great event. He he still doesn't overall. know the mistake you made. You called Uprising Everfest. Did I? You did in the announcement. No, just then. Just the oh, did I? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. I it's all right. That's all right. We yeah. forgive you. It's weird. you can only hear it through the headphones. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not your fault. Thanks. Appreciate it.
1: <laughs> um, but it was just a great. What, event what would you over. change
0: if you had to run a back?
1: Uh, maybe a venue one size yes. up. Yes. Yep. Um, because. Would we'll have, t- yeah, we'll have sped things up too. Yeah, would have sped things up. During the world premiere, it was a little bit squished. Yes. Um, a little bit tight. Um, on Little is an understatement. No, I like the size of the venue. I like no. the no, the venue was good. I the venue
2: was cozy and comfy. Did you not have to Amazing. sit on those tables where yes, some did. of the
0: tables were very, they were just right, and then others were like the play mats overlap. You can't actually, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, which was because we obviously day we realized that day one, day two for the calling, we spread the tables out. You're fine. And yep. added an extra table in all the rows. Um, so that was a bit of a. Um, Probably something I just changed slightly. The venue, the venue was great. Like the yeah, yeah, yeah. Masonic Centre was amazing. Like I, I'd go back there 100%. Like I read the reviews
0: and most of the negative ones were like, you could hear the train. Never
1: heard a train. I never heard
0: the train right? either. You did you drill. read that in the review? I don't know. I always read I'm reviews. Deaf anyway, but I couldn't hear it. No, you train. couldn't. They're like, oh, the, sh- the building shakes. I'm like, nah. The building shakes? I <laughs> you know, suppose there's a train line under it. Yeah, But I never, ever once... It was I great, actually, one. and if anything, it was very quiet inside. Like, the you forgot what time of day romp- it was. The shaking was Brent's bloody romping club <laughs> getting busy on the top tables. That's what the shaking was. 100%. You know what? Like, if we performed as well as Brent, we win the event. Yeah. That's that's fact. Like, he, he played well enough to win the event. Like, not not even, like, dropping one game.
1: It's huge. Huge
0: props to him. Yeah. So, um,
1: what, what was, like, what are some negatives, though? Be critical here. The... Because obviously we got uh, Let's Play Games who hosted the event. Mm. Got permission directly from LSS to be the only calling in the world to run an uprising draft as our side event on day right. two. The obviously going into the weekend, we all thought 40, 50 people. We were very wrong. Yeah. It was like a 130 person draft. There was like 24 pods of eight. Um, it was chaos. Um granted everyone had a lot of fun with it but us judges and LPG yeah, it's were too much running around like headless trucks trying to get everything organized also granted it was the same time running as the final couple rounds of the calling yeah we didn't, didn't drop
2: so, yeah we didn't drop so I, I had no idea what was going on in the draft event so yeah.
1: because yeah, a lot of issues was because people a lot of people were still live for day 2 of the calling not day 2 like uh, for the sunday mm. so they'd register for the draft get the three packs, entered into the event, into a pod, and then not rock up.
0: That seemed to be from the organizers. Like, you announced that if you're going to play day two, you can go get your packs. And then when when I went to get my packs, I said I'm not playing it, I'm playing day two. But I don't think they were, like, I think they were putting me into the event, not just giving me packs. Because there were a lot of people, like, I think there was a full pod, no one drafted, except the one person. Yeah, there were which meant they just
1: technical issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so did LPG has LPG run events before? Um, I think they may have done some magic stuff. They, back in the they day. did nationals okay. for Magic yeah. down just in they Canberra, weren't, but And by by nationals any means for
2: Magic were good. They were
0: run well.
1: Yep,
2: they were run very well. Or like,
1: the, I definitely say they have like a lot of experience um, in them, but obviously they are a bit short on um, manpower. Could mm. be because of COVID. Could be travel. Not too sure on the reason. Um, yeah. But a few more bodies is definitely something that could have helped the event overall. in judge team as well. <laughs> <laughs> what my, are your thoughts, bro? My opinion overall, very good. Mm. Um, I thought the check-in
2: process to the events was good. Yep. I really like the venue, um, inside, outside. I like the location. I like the city, okay? I think it's, um you know, for the most part, a lot of people saying Homebush and this and that, but I think the city's a good pick, to be fair. For these, you know... Premier type events. <coughs> so I did enjoy that. I thought the judges did fantastic. Geez, I, I thought there was a lot more than 11 of you, to be fair. Like, I had no idea. Judges were great. I but had you a had
0: some different judges on each day yeah. some people
2: yeah, judged an event, played an event. Mm, yeah. But it was good. Like, the interactions I had, the interactions I saw mm. were good. The players were fantastic. I met people from every state and territory and a couple of people, international people, like New Zealand and Southeast Asians.
1: Singapore as well. Yeah. You guys came down. Mm. So
2: it w- I thought it was overall very good. Um, a couple of things, you know, room for improvement. And I've, I've, I've already told Nora about these. Um, first thing is, I think, you know, to be fair, I think the... You know, I've, I've spoken about this off this channel on my own channel. I, I am a, you know, I do think these, I'm not aware of the contracts in place, so I just don't know enough about how the contracts are structured or, you know, who's um, fronting up for the prizes, whether that's Let's Play Games or LSS. So I don't want to weigh too much into it because I, I just don't have all the that knowledge available. But I am a big fan of making these like an exhibition style. I am a firm believer that these big events, whether it's a Magic G or a a flesh and blood calling should be uh, not a loss leader. No way. People have to make money, but... It shouldn't be a money grab. It shouldn't be a money grab. You know, the EV that you get at these events should be higher than any other event, in my opinion. Mm. It should be a promotional event that you tell all your friends about when you get back home and you say, hey, I played in this awesome event in the city of Sydney. It's a once a year thing or whatever it ends up being out in the wash. And it's amazing. Like the drafts that you can play there are cheaper than you'll play at our LGS. Plus the pricing's better. Like yep. they have side events going all day, all night. So that's my main thing is I really wish on the Friday side events started at 9, 9.30 in the morning because I'm assuming they pay a day rate for the venue. That's my assumption. So why not get the maximum amount? I'm a big thing is instead of charging more for events, run a high volume. Like I take a day off work to play in these events so I want to utilize my whole day and to only do one sealed event I
0: thought was a bit of a letdown. I'd like to have done a I sealed. I could have been sealed event all day. I would have loved to we do We would have played sealed all day yeah, rather uh, than draft and everything the next day today is sealed over there draft over here and and run uh, three uh, or four. Yeah sick. I would have
2: done three or four events if I could have started at nine in the morning. Mm. Um, so that's that's my only thing and I think also I've spoken to you about this you know the battle hard and for me, for a constructed event, fifty dollars with no pricing outside of the top eight, uh, I think that's a little bit, a little bit exi. I think that's a little bit over the top. Yep. I really think that you know, jersey provided pricing outside of the top eight with the prize wall for the battle hardened. Um, I got a bunch of ticks. Um, for that event, for you know, having a positive record, so. Uh, I was a bit surprised that there was no price support outside of the event when it's a constructed event and it had a $50 entry. That's my opinion. But other than that, I don't really have too much else. Like Other than that, it was a great event. Um, Yeah, that's my overall opinion on it. I think it was really good. Just a couple of pointers there that I think could be improved for next time.
0: Yeah, I think there's... You've got a couple of other things, like practical things. I'm I'm usually not negative, but... Best event outside of Pro Tour so far.
1: Oh, I couldn't, I mean, if, couldn't if agree think more. I think it's a
0: little bit better because it was our event. Yeah. Does <laughs> it make sense? Like, you looked around, no one's really a stranger. Like, know the judges, familiar faces off, off Facebook Marketplace and stuff. That felt like a like our Pro Tour, which is the closer we're going to get for a while till we get, like, Nationals or something again. But it's definitely better than Nationals because... National's COVID huge huge yeah. amount of people, which was fun. Uh, my, my th- there's a lot of little things I would nitpick. A big one was in the week on the weekends in Sydney. It was a public holiday weekend. There was nothing open, and I'm playing and I'm doing well, so I don't want to leave the event at any point. Nowhere to buy food. Nowhere to buy a bottle of water. They did um, have filtered
2: refill waters everywhere stations. True, they did. I I'm, I'm not
0: big on those. I'd usually get a bottled water. So I can carry it around. Oh. Like No, no, cuz I don't even so want to leave. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I said, one of my ma- matches got deck checked, finished on the 35 minute mark, immediately got paired at the same table like you know, but most br- of the time, I, I had to wait to go to the toilet. Br-
2: I brought bottles, so I appreciated yeah, yeah. being able to refill them.
0: No, no, I mean that's that's a good thing. But you know, even snacks, like there was no food. Like it doesn't make sense if you're going to do vendors and there's no food. It's something that TO should look around and. There's a cafe in the building that closed. We either ask mm-hmm. them to open or or have a food vendor. Get a yeah. get a get a coffee van to come park out the front. Okay, something. Go on. Hot
2: tip for all the young players: I've spoken this about on my mm. channel is assume there's no food. Go, go to your Woolies, your Costco, your Walmart, wherever you are in the world, Tesco if you're in Europe. Get a buttload of snacks. I literally bought two shopping bags of fruits, b- jerkies, yep. bananas, protein balls, everything. Uh, obviously for Princess Spike and myself, loaded the backpack each day. We had a big breakfast, snacks in the backpack all day, and then a big dinner. But that's that's how we structured where I'm trying, dance.
0: like I did the same next day. Like mm. the second when I realize nothing's around, but it's such a lost opportunity because I'm thinking of it from a money perspective. Correct. If you're running an event and there's 300 people in there, you, why? Why like snacks? Yeah, yeah, Just or coffees. I would have loved a yeah, hot couple coffee. of vending machines yeah. would would work because mm. if I feel I need some sugar and there isn't anything in my bag and I'm under pressure, I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Might as well have something. Mm. Um, vendors were another thing. I didn't. I like. Love good games, love PCG grading, good branding for them. They had the, like, big share of the floor space. Uh, They didn't have cards I could just go up and go, I need four of these for my deck for tomorrow. They couldn't do that. They had a lot of flashy cards, but not, like, they didn't bring bulk. The other two vendors, one of them was charging people, like, an exorbitant amount for Monarch first packs. And then the other one, when I did ask them to give me cards... which I needed so I play in the sealed event I wanted them for the calling I, I said hey this is the list of cards I need come back a couple of hours later can I grab my cards I go we couldn't find them I go okay can I grab these yes they're in that folder I go no no I need to play can I like come back and grab them when I did they hadn't pulled them out so like it's a sail down the drain but also didn't have a lot of cards I think we talked about this also. Australia already has that problem. There's not many singles vendors that could build a deck from scratch, but there's a couple out there, and really would like to see them g- get those spots. Because what you need to do at those events is, yeah, I've got a foil curling. I need to run to a vendor and get my card. Yeah, your replacement. Ideally, yeah. it's a vendor that brought that with them, not just like high end legendaries or cold fours. You don't need that you, more than you need, like. 12 of every common in the set, 12 of every rare in the set, which most, if you're a proper singles, like you have that and it's sorted and it's ready to go. Cause that's where the money is for them. Is they can sell a, a 10 cent rare for a dollar cause it's at an event and you need it now. And that's, that's, it's a good income for them. A couple of things were also the space for me. It was all right. Like day one was packed. Then it got a lot better. But uh, yeah, if the venue was slightly bigger or they, they sold 10% less tickets, would have been perfect, uh, but what doesn't make sense is okay. To, to counter your point, the EV was actually way way above what the tickets were. It's just whether you want to sell your promos or not. Because if the promos were selling, the Hero promos were like fifty bucks on the day. The Phoenix was selling for fifty bucks. The Playmat was one one fifty. The sleeves were fifty. I immediately flipped most of mine to pay for because I paid three people, four people's event tickets. I just sold all that stuff, and it was, I was back in the green. But if you want to keep them, that pricing is insane. You need to pay two hundred fifty dollars to play for the weekend. Plus, it's in the city, so no one can really cheaply transport in. Like you, like if you drove or you flew in, like you got to stay nearby, so it's expensive accommodation and public holiday. Yeah, um, and again, no real food. So you, you, yeah, I don't know. It's there's an argument to be made. But, but let's talk about prize support. Other events are prize tickets. I just want to touch on the vendors yeah.
2: before we go yeah. more into that. Back to the vendors. Sort of like to me, that didn't really... Uh, it said more about where we are at as flesh and blood as a whole, especially in Australia, than the vendors per se. Yep. You know, coming from another TCG background seeing the vendors operate there and, you know, using John's example of being able to access, you know, commons and un- or commons and rare yep. staples very quickly, yep. it just showed that, you know, the Flesh and Blood single game is very immature. It's very new. It's, it's, an Im- it's in its infancy because remember Flesh and Blood, you know, has re- just been about the sealed pump, you mm. know, the tendies and all that, like that the singles market is really in its infancy. It really is. There's not, there's a few people in America and other parts of the world starting to get deep on it and going into rainbow foils and unlimited. And now we've got single sets. So it's going to make it a lot easier, but it just showed me that yes this is this is a baby you know it's not a mature yeah, market where stu- vendors have figured it out they have experienced people that know the singles inside they have a huge singles catalog to me it says more about the market like we o- i only know of one vendor in new south wales that has that not only that stock but that knowledge and that yeah, system th- to is be my, able to provide
0: that i, I had this so the the thing is, we're talking specifically about Blood Rush Gaming, who's a friend of ours, but is sort of irrelevant. I I I open a lot of fucking product. He gets all my singles. So first of all, he's he's got a funnel that none of the other vendors have. Second, he was at nationals. No one at nationals made these comments about they couldn't go to a vendor and get a card because he literally had every card with him. The problem is, is LPG. They have this weird thing about you have to be an LPG member, a uh, partner store to even get the right pricing. It's a whole thing. And then they didn't give him the vendor slot, even though he screamed the loudest, which...
2: No, it's WPN that they needed. No, wasn't it's,
0: it? that, that's what... Yeah, that they call it like Let's Play Games partner, right. which you have to be WPN. But it's just a weird thing that they've got where... What's like more important is you put... So they put the card hub people who were not a store, like they obviously affiliated with a store, but that store on it in an, here's what I'm trying to say. The store that had the vendor stand does not have all the singles. They just have some partnership or maybe the owners are the same that ran the card hub thing, right? But they're a very fairly new flesh and blood auction thing. Ollie's been hoarding flesh and blood for a long time now. It actually has the singles. To not vet that before you run a a huge event, an international event, seems like silly to me. Because you can't just pick any vendor you want. It's the same with Magic. You can't just pick any good game store to go run a vendor stall at your Magic Nationals because wouldn't you check their singles website? And Can I even buy like the meta decks on here? Can I buy the staples? Because to be honest, it doesn't matter. Like I don't think those vendors would have made a lot of money being at the event which is part of it too. They just simply don't even have the singles to sell.
2: But typically, like, honestly, like, to, to be, like, mm. like real talk, like, I, I know pretty experienced vendors in the Magic game. Most of them don't go to these big events to make money. They it's go to these events thing. to buy. Sure. That's usually and why vendors well. go yeah, to these events uh, to buy, well, Magic events. They go to buy. They go with suitcase yeah, of cash I, and they buy, buy, they take it back. To their LGS and, and their they sell online it. stores, and they sell it, and they rinse and repeat.
0: So, but but again, that's that's another problem. The vendors that went didn't want to buy uprising, and then they also <laughs> didn't want to buy alpha foils. <laughs> oh, we bought too many yesterday. What do you mean? There's no such thing as too many. There's sixteen thousand boxes of alpha uh, boxes of alpha ever printed. You're telling me you don't want more of it? Yeah. Do you, have you ever heard that? It'll happen when the grain. By grows. the way, I get if you mm. don't want to pay, like if your pricing is like 10% of market because you got a lot of it. But how do you say no? They said no. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well you yeah. I you would want it. more. Yeah. I know, but the ga- like I said,
2: but the, w- once we get the p- more sure. player growth, but there'll that's be a, more look, incentives. At the end of the day, it's
0: just something basically. that's worth that's worth talking about because it could have that, that part could have been done better for sure. Mm. Um I think there's always gonna be, and we should address it, like the, there will be some some saltiness about the devs playing. I think there wouldn't have been any if the devs didn't all get to the top four uh, teams, which is what ended up happening. Th- I, I can see both sides of the argument. These these boys are fairly young and they're gamers and they only got their jobs because they're passionate gamers. <laughs> like That's why they have their jobs, right? And
1: arguably they're the best at the game. But...
0: Yeah. So, so that's that's the where the side because I I talked to Newsom quite a bit and um you know they're like they love playing they just they this is the only event they're allowed to play but like so, so they I worked all day and then they'd like Newsom's in a non-testing role now but even the guys that test ha- uh, sorry in a non-development um, role they'd go and they would test after hours which already playing forty hours a week the issue people are gonna so the big issue which no one can argue with me about is the PTIs went down the drain for three. That, that shouldn't have happened. They should have found a way to trickle those down to people that actually wanted to go to Lil or... right. That that seems to me a not well thought out thing. But then we talked about this before turning the cameras on, like, okay, but, but most people that go and play that event at a high level also want the money from the gold foils and the pricing to afford to go to an event. But now you've got developers made the money, got the gold foils, got the PTI are not allowed to play in Lil. So it's just money that doesn't go towards the community. It's now money that's... Now, the reason I say community, those same guys, they're not allowed to just pop up on the sales page and sell their gold foil either. It's a very bad look. You don't see them selling their... Like some of them started playing before... Like they got into Alpha before joining LSS. Like they have collections. They don't just pop up and sell their gold foils because it looks bad because they work for LSS. But those, those guys now have Goldfoil's dollars in their bank account. Also, some of them carried other players to the top who may have no intention of playing at a professional level. Well, you got people that have intentions of playing at a professional level maybe flew in from Singapore, Malaysia to try and earn the money to go, didn't get a chance. Now, is it fair or not fair? Can you beat them? Yeah, I think they all dropped games. I don't think any of them went undefeated.
1: No one was undefeated. But
0: anyone that gets paid to play the game is going to have more reps. And because they're also talented, it's a pretty one-sided. Like, I don't think you had... Look, I can see what people... I'm not personally salty. Like, I think coming ninth was amazing. I actually made $200 paid for my event anyway. But I can imagine if I flew in from Singapore, I'm the best team in Singapore... And I came, I, this isn't a real story, I'm making this up, but let's say I came sixth. And I'd be looking going, well, if those three teams weren't there and the two of them beat us, I'd be second. <laughs> then I'm going a little with my team. And that, again, what I'm trying, here's what I'm trying to say. I completely empathize with, I'm a gamer, I work for the company. I love playing the game and I'd love to showcase my skills but I can also see the other side where you still came in and took something that would have gone into the community, which has gone back into someone's hands. You can't use it. Okay. So yeah, I hear what
2: you're saying and I, maybe the PTI thing is the one thing that I can get on board with. You know, maybe, maybe I can concede that point and say, okay, sure. Maybe the PTI should have trickled down. Fair enough. But I don't know. I see a lot of upside, like the positivity and the hype about having them there. Knowing that your people working for the company and developing the game actually love playing the game. They were there as a face. I don't think you can put a dollar value on that. Like I met Newsom. For, I didn't get to meet the other um, LSS employees, but I got to meet Newsom, had quite a few conversations. And I actually got to play a game against him in the draft. and Phenomenal play. God, that guy's a wizard, you know. No, he's uh, a ninja. Yeah, ninja, sorry. Mate. <laughs> That's right. Sorry, mate. Um, so, you know, just to me, it, it w- I see it as a net benefit. It's only one player per team. And I think it's a little bit of a, you know, I see it as a, if I owned LSS, you know, I'd almost treat it as, you know, somewhat like, I don't think it's rigged, John, because it is best for three and you have two people in the No, no, it's, it's not play, rigged. And I think I would treat it as... Almost like a, a company bonus, and I'd say to my um, folks at work for me, "Hey, listen, team, you're going to have an opportunity once a year to play. Go get them. You fun. know, if you have some fun, yeah, you might win some cash prizes. Let's That's a little. Bit. I know, I know, I know, I know. They have inside <laughs> things. I know that. I hear that. It's not a team of three devs. No, it's also which it's event, event did they go
0: to? Yeah, yeah. It's not like they sent one dev to each of the world events." Three of the four winners in Sydney, yeah. which ended up being Asia, faux Asia, not many Asia players, but there were enough people that flew from overseas. Three of them are gone, Paul. Twelve, no, so, yeah. Three. Yeah, three. Of the top. So, um, only three. Nine, nine gold foils and a good chunk of the cash rewards, which people... Uh, some people came to the event and they gambled their, their savings to hopefully cash.
2: I would not do that. Do no, no, not no. Do what, that. what
0: I'm saying, but, but the LSS guys did it. Is they told me they did it. They said, like, this would have sucked if I didn't top four because like LSS didn't pay me to come here. Like, I had to come, right? So they had to buy tickets, visa if you need it, hmm. um, COVID test. It's not cheap. We no. just went to Jersey. It's not cheap. But that shows they love the game. I'm not arguing that they love the game. Obviously, they love the game but who pays for the game <laughs> community does mm. you got to be careful taking from the community i 3 people out of you know how many hundreds i don't know i don't Look, they, I'm again. I'm not personally complaining. It is what it is. It's also the if rules were pretty obvious before we got into if, it. If if yeah, exactly. Noah's awfully quiet, exactly. it was. T- it's teams of. I can't three. comment too much on this. Yeah, no, of course, <laughs> you can comment. It's, it's, I'm talking about opinion, by the way. Because by the way, all of this, yeah, whatever we're saying, opinion. we all love the community. Like, there's no. Yeah. I, I'm not saying I'm salty because I didn't. Like, I feel like if those three teams were out, I would have come sixth and I would have made more money. I give. A, that's not the point. I'm saying. It's, it's worth discussing. Of course, yeah. yeah. Out of what's better for the community. I just think invitation-only events, I think LSS is big. What they should do for marketing purposes is send Newsom to, to Vegas for an event. He played Ira. He deserves to be in the top. If he can get to the top with Ira, it's good on him but I'm saying it's still going to look like it's still an advantage. Is it rigged or not? Is irrelevant. It's not rigged. No one cheated. The judge didn't do favors. I saw people get IPs that win development teams. Let me say like they got treated like everyone else. Do they have an inherent advantage? You bet. Mm -hmm. They get to play with the best people in the world because they work with them. They get to talk to the people that make the game and go, Hey, mechanically, mathematically, they know the rules better than we do now. It's just still – in okay, there's also a very good reason not allowed to play non-team events, Paul. That's what I'm saying. If there's already that reason they can't play non-team events, you let them play team events which still have a lot on the line, and that's what I'm trying to say. It was a casual event, a skirmish, anything that's lower that they're allowed to play, but this was a calling. Look, I can see they're
2: towing the line. Mm. They're taking it right up to the line, but I don't think they're overstepping it. I don't think this was overstepping. No, I, really I don't, don't think so either. I don't think but so either.
1: I think like you're saying three people, three devs lose a PTI, lose a gold foil. Sure. But there's six people who aren't devs, players, mm. normal community members from New Zealand who get their first PTIs, who mm. get their first gold foils, mm. get to have fun with that experience. Yeah. And it's also, I think like just for, for example, sake, LSS like cool, these three PTIs from these three devs go to the next team, figuratively speaking. Sure. But that's just three players who, who benefit from that, right? I think the b- overall community benefits greater from having the experience of meeting these devs, mm. meeting the face, the faces behind the screens yep. of the people who make the game, who test and yeah, but obviously pl- who design the cards you are playing. Yep. And I think that's the greater opportunity for the community. Then these sort of three PTIs down the drain. And, personally they were, speaking. and
2: they were willing to, like, speaking to you specifically, but he was willing to show me his deck. Oh, they were all great. He was yeah. willing to talk yeah, to me about why he ran certain cards. He was willing to explain to me some key concepts of approaching
0: the game. You know, like, yeah. where
2: else would a Timmy like me be able to have no, access no, to someone like that? But,
0: you d- know. D- d- see, the, those two aren't like they don't fit together. I d- yeah. completely disagree with both of you. You can't tell me. That it outweighs it because you could have had that without them playing in the calling. Like I'm not saying it like outweighs cause, it because when we went to Jersey, um, Chris Gearing was supposed to play inside events. That was the whole point. They advertised it. They're like go play with the dev. Like there's nothing. And and um, side events not the same, John. The the excitement and the energy and the in the in the in the electricity that you
2: get from seeing that dev in an actual team of real fans, of real players... Yeah,
1: but I didn't stake, get to see stakes are on I that line. Know, That's the, the same argument. During day one, during the yeah. Friday, Jacob Pearson sat at the back playing slingshot or... Slingshot, yeah. Slingshot yeah. games Not with slingshot, players. what
0: did they call it? Gunslinger. Gunslinger. You go play against And there was team. like yeah.
1: hundred, like 50 people but crowded so around that him wanting to get in the That's university. what I'm agreeing with. That, yeah. that
0: bit, obviously, you can't put them... You could have had that experience without it... Okay, it, it's not probably LSS can't just ship them, pay all their expenses as a work thing, right? Which means they wouldn't just turn up to do a gunslinger thing for the community. But what I'm actually saying is this exactly what LSS should do and get them playing in events. Like that's a huge marketing thing. Like it's not that expensive to send one dev to one of these big events when they happen and go like he's he's there. He's in an LSS t-shirt, like he's there to play. He's there to coach, like he's, he'll... You know what I mean? Or they're to judge. Like it's the same thing. Having a LSS judge around is a great thing. It's a great experience for judges, but it's a great experience for players. I'm not arguing with any of that. I'm saying, yes, it's, it's, but, but it, the proof's in the pudding anyway. You can tell me it's three people out of whatever, 100 and, or 240 players or whatever, but they all made it to the top. There's a reason for that. Mm. There's a reason Jason Chunker made it to the top with people that only played because like they're he's good. on Kano, which is a,
1: yeah, of course he's good. Yeah, but then you got a team, Hayden Dale's team, no LSS stuff, pure Aussie. Yeah, it's Hayden plus one friend from Dale. New Zealand. But I'm saying like <laughs> that's a skill yeah. level that we like. We need to be. Yeah, but it feels like that these doesn't exist. Do you understand things.
0: what I mean? That, but that that is not your competition in Lille. That is not your competition in all the other big events. That's not your competition. But Hayden
1: Dale and his team is, right? No, and no, he's able listen, to compete that, like with like I said I'm not salty devs. that
0: I thought I could win if they weren't there. That's not what I'm saying. And I don't think Hayden Dales salty. Either. No, they want to no, play
1: no. against the best. I, can guarantee, I can guarantee I can guarantee you that Hayden
0: and that would want to play against. But that's against the
1: skill level we're going to see at Lille. At the top tables, mm. it's a bunch of Hayden Dales, it's a bunch of Nick Butchers, it's a bunch of Dance.
0: Yeah, but who it isn't is it's not a bunch of Jason Chungs.
1: But they're all on equivalent level though. Oh, pff, no. Well, Ooh. maybe, maybe they'll be better. <laughs> no, but no, no, no. What, you reckon uh, they're okay. leaps and bounds That's above? F- I, don't no, know. No, no, I wouldn't say so. I said they're close. I said they're close. This isn't close.
0: a game of reflexes. If it was a game like a sport, like it's physical, a different thing. It's whoever like, is, is sometimes just youngest and talented. It's not necessarily... But this isn't a game of that. It's mental. It's chess. You can have grandmasters at 80 that you can't beat in chess. It's chess. More. It's card chess. It's maybe less complicated than chess, but there's a skill set. First, they get cherry-picked because they're very good. That's why they work for the company. But then they also have access to every card and the brain behind it. Like, they're testing... But we also have access to those cards. No, not in the same way. You have a job. But we can... It's not your job. Yeah, but they don't have any yeah, yeah. hidden information. So they don't have a secret. They don't have a cheat I'm talking about the code. amount of... In your life, even if you're a professional player, like, let's say you are a professional flesh and blood player. you That's all you do. You found a way to make, that's all you do. You still don't have access to what they have access to. They have 40 hours a week to play. Yes, they're testing new sets in that, but it's still the mechanics and blocking and pitch stacking and those that becomes second nature to someone who does it for a living where most of us, this is still a hobby. We're not at the same level. Yeah, so I'd agree they're more experienced. Yeah. i, I I'd agree with that. I'd agree with what you're saying. They're more experienced. Yeah. Like By the point. way, again, they played. They won. They hmm. made us all look bad. That's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> I only got to verse Jacob anyway. I didn't get to verse the others. Oh, did you verse one of the devs? Yeah, yeah, face to face. I mean, I was a Dory. He's an old and there was no chance. To be honest, he may not know this. I was planning to take him to time. He was a little bit rude at the start. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was. We sat down Tell me and, what you and really he, he went, like, he went, what did he say? He looked over at the time. He goes, so we got uh 28 minutes. I don't want this to go to time. I'm like, it's I going haven't time. slow played. No, no, but I haven't slow played once. Like, where the fuck is that coming from? But then I saw my teammates were probably not going to win their matches either. And then I um, just let him have it. I, w- I was playing. I, my, my, I hate old him. I was just going to take it to time just despite the hero.
1: <laughs> For the hero, spin the hero.
0: Make, 100%. Put that out there, Spider. the hero. It's not yeah. beatable. Another player, spying the hero. Another
2: <laughs> boring as batshit. Dries, wheat picks, olden player. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, also, he was running like all the defense reacts. Like, what did he do? He staunched response me for 10. I'm like, oh,
1: <laughs> that's great. And he still held the earth card to olden react just in case.
0: What I tell Ryan Bell yesterday at the armory, I blocked. And I said, if you red pump with me, I concede. Go. <laughs> 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 you decide. <laughs> he didn't have a red pump. Um, look, I'm, I'm being a bit negative, but I'm also trying to voice people's concerns. Like, hundred, and and yeah. by the way, I'm pretty sure LSS knows that they were towing the line pretty close. Like, you can't. It it's still uh, optics, not good optics when three of your devs get to the top four teams Whoa. in an event. It's not. In it's your- good. No, no, it's good optics if you're looking at it from the side of well, now we know they're good. But I think everyone knew that. It's it's not good optics from the amount of money and passion and energy spent potentially people, this is the start of their pro career and they get punted out of a placement by someone that works for the company. It's always going to look unfair. It's like, it's any event, I can name any event. It's like if I played Counter-Strike, which I did at a semi-pro level, uh, I, and then like one of the developers, they're not allowed to play. There's a no th- reason they're not allowed to play. I
2: think looking unfair, I think that's a, your opinion though. I think oh, there yeah. are some players that don't 100% think 100% my opinion. But like there's other people that don't think
1: it
0: looks No, I'm unfair. saying there's, I think there's plenty of both, and I'm yeah, voicing but like, what one What would the side opinion
1: be is, if they will not work for the company anymore, that's my point. Like, like Sasha example, being a... Yeah. Sasha no, worked for the company. Sure. Not as a game dev, but sure. he's 100% one of the most decorated players in Flesh and Blood. Yeah. one of the, Probably one of the best in the world. Of course it's different. Cleaned up at Pro Tour. Top 8 on Wizard. Yeah. 100% one of the brains behind that deck with Hayden and the, and um, yep. their team. And, like, he worked for the company. And I think... But no one had that same opinion. Like, if he No, oh, I did. I did. In my calling, head, I did. I was like,
0: they should have a... like. Like I was in sales for a long time. If I worked for anything that had any sort of intellectual property or sp- specific relationships you only gleaned from working for that, you definitely couldn't go back and work in that industry immediately. There was a non-compete cooldown. Like you, you have too much information to go work for a competition, and you just got compensated for that. I'm sorry, but if you're a game dev for a company with an inherent advantage, someone like Sasha, the logic is maybe shouldn't be able to play pro events where he can get paid for a year. It should be part of his contract. Because then he can he can ease back into the normal player pool with new cards and new sets and not be super on the gun. Now, is that actually what I'd enforce? No. I'm I'm just saying there there is that logic as if there's an advantage, they should also he shouldn't be able to leave a role at LSS and jump into
1: the next event and win it. That looks very bad. But I think it's not the cards, it's the skill. Because I think the, f- the ability, when I was judging, I was watching those tables, mm. Jacob Pearson could 100% name Any, the yeah. 13 cards he's yeah. just pitched. Like colour, which way, left way, right ways, however. But, but, but same with some of the other players from New Zealand. Like, for example, Cale yeah like after the game he was telling me through exactly what he pitched exactly how he did it yeah i was telling me all this like that skill is out there not just in the devs I, and i'm not saying it is it's still optics it's yeah. still i know what you're but, trying to say but here.
0: also there's skills and there's reps you can have that memory skill and you stop playing for a year and you will not be as good as someone who didn't stop if you were started at the same there's still practice there's both. You can't have, both. like, you can't have one or the other. It's both. You have to put the reps in and have talent or skill. Because especially memory skill, you have to practice it. You can't. You lose it if you don't practice it. That's what I'm saying. If you're getting paid 40 hours a week to hone that skill, that's definitely an advantage over most of us in the hobby. Remember, hobby. Yes, there's a professional level to it. It's still most people's hobby. The game's not big enough to have pros that like live out of a Make suitcase a and go yeah, yeah that does but but these are pros they're professional players of flesh and blood that's literally their title you've got to be careful
1: yeah okay i see what you're
0: trying to say yeah now do i care personally no i care more about the game and i care more about the community and anyone looking at it and going like think about it from a new player's perspective looking at it going hey i used to be a magic pro and going Oh, there's LSS at events. Oh, they took out like th- the three top teams. Had that could look bad. You can't just. It can look bad. Yeah, don't get yeah. me wrong though. There probably are,
2: like you said, you're voicing mm. the opinion of people out there. Yeah. However, I feel that opinion is the minority. Okay, that's my opinion. I think the majority, the, even the silent majority, are okay with it. Yep. I think it might be a few noisy you know minority that's my opinion I don't think the majority of people think that's a bad thing I think it's it, it is some people okay it de- most definitely is and yep. your opinion counts but I do think that's a minority I really but do. what if for
1: example they ran two callings one calling like this one no XP no elu same pricing yeah game devs can take part Take can take part a month down the track you got a second calling game devs can't Would that fix the issue? No, no.
0: My real opinion is they shouldn't let devs play when there's that much on the line. Okay. Because they already have that rule. I'm not making that rule. Are they allowed at Pro Tour? No. Are they allowed at Callings when it's constructed? No. Draft? No. Sealed? No. Why? Well, they know why. It's bad optics. The reason they they, they allowed the team thing is because it's less spiky. Like, you can only have one. But we've learned this weekend that...
2: (laughs) One's enough. We've learnt that Blitz is a skilled game. So, any <laughs> oh, of yeah. you people, spikes out there, That's crazy, telling huh? me that Blitz is all about variance, it's no, it's not. not. No. Those three devs bloody showed you that it is a Oof. game of skill. Blitz is a game of skill. It's less forgiving. You can get high Correct. rolled, but you make one mistake, one forced or
0: unforced error. You're gone. Team blitz is the best skill I'm format telling, in the game. It is uh, blitz there, is do, high You skill. always have fun because when you don't have fun your teammate has fun. I'm interested <laughs> to see what <laughs> team constructed's like. <laughs> oh, no, God. take too long man. No, 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 we did it on no, no, the same You can time. Time. do it. Yeah. 50 minute game. Yeah, you can You're do team on the same clock. Yeah, but it's like why uh yeah, maybe, maybe that could be.
1: I'll try it. I'll try it. Team sealed baby. Yeah. Well, funny thing is like when I was running the event end of day one of calling I get a text from uh, Josh, Is the rules guy in LSS, mm. in our group chat I'm sharing with the other head judges from Madrid and um, Vegas. He's like, hey, guys, specifically tagging Madrid and Vegas, here's the rules for team events. I was like, cool. <laughs> it's only 24 hours late for us in Sydney. <laughs> so when's but the next fun. big event,
2: Noah, that you're going to be judging at?
1: Um, it'll RTNs? F- for, well, I'm judging RTNs, but I wouldn't classify that as big. Mm. Um, just basically with the spread out of the Australian population It's kind of hard to call any RTN Yeah Big um, But it'll probably be nationals Will probably be the next big thing I'll be judging
2: What state do you think nationals will be in? Can you give us a little As
1: much as this pains me Melbourne Most likely Victoria Do we know what month? Uh, they they I'm just, I'm just, speak, I'm just I'm speaking purely off investi- um, speculation What's wrong with Canberra? Like, I don't know The capital It's hmm. Canberra
0: Yeah, but it's probably (laughs) more
1: central, right?
0: It's also a bit cheaper. It depends on how easy this is. Accommodation's not too bad. When is what month's
2: nationals do we know yet? October, November. Okay.
1: That's when it was meant to be last year, so I'm assuming it'll be the same this year. And then November we have Worlds. Yes. So
2: So it might be October before Worlds. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Well, it's been um, a minute 40. Nice. I told that you, went quick. No, once you get going. One minute 40, is that it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, An hour 40, I should <laughs> say. Uh, last thoughts, what do
1: you think? In the weekend was amazing. Like, yeah, yeah. 100% like, highlight. Thanks to everyone, the players, the staff, the judging, LSS, uh, even the game devs. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, like I said, like, they, were, they were
0: amazing. Like with all said and done. Happy to talk. They took photos of people, but definitely even from a game perspective, like while I was playing against Jacob, a lot of information, patient, very professional. Um, and you could tell straight away, like, there's not going to be any rule sharking, nothing like that. They were just very on the ball. Um, Bren was asking questions about prism auras. <laughs> the car was like, talk. Like it was it was very, they won the event, but they didn't win it by being assholes. When they, they were like. Professional I, I emailed James, I tweeted it, I was like like you can tell why the game in the company is so good when you see their staff and they're all young, like they're not you know what I mean? They're, they're all like our senior. Age, yeah. yeah. They're like they're, they're a lot younger than me. Yeah, yeah, but they're professional, like they're they're very well behaved. They're very mm-hmm. they're very um they represent the company well for sure. There's absolutely zero complaints on that end. Yeah,
1: like if the weekend was run exactly the way it was this weekend. I'd do it again. I would do it again, hundred percent. Yeah. Like I would not Miss it for a half. Maybe just
0: don't be so late, whatever, things far enough late. Fix that somehow. Not your fault, I'm just saying things always started late. Really? Well, we blame I that that yeah. good. The plane I the planes started. and tarmac.
1: We'll blame we'll blame sure, the sure. public holidays. <laughs> 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 um but yeah, do not regret it one bit. One of the greatest moments of my flesh and blood. Uh, is there there's a rumour maybe so you you should shout out you've got a your own auction page. Yes, where yes. Can people do find you, Do you have international people on there? Do you mind? Um no, sh- well yeah, they can join, feel yeah. free um, So I've kicked off 10 Street Markets Ooh. Um, But I do have a little bit of spice to put out there On yeah. Facebook, right? On 10 Facebook, street, it's, on 10 it's 10 T-I-N Street T-I-N Markets T-I-N Street yeah. Markets Yep. Um, Premier Flesh and Blood auction page um, <laughs> But we will be transitioning Hopefully by the end of the year to something special that will. I'm going to put it out there I'm not going to give too much details yeah. You guys are across We've it. talked about it, yeah um, But it'll be something that will definitely shake up The whole of Oceania and Asia tc singles market in general so well we look forward to in a couple the
0: problem that needs solving in the oceanic region is uh there's nowhere right now to go this is a deck i want to play i saw news play the spicy ira list he sent me the list i just want to buy it it's tricky we don't have um the europeans have like card market or whatever it's called where it's like in ebay for cards and and the US has TCG plan. What we have is a lot of spread out single stores and our fa- uh, Facebook groups, which work, but they never work for a new player that just wants to buy a deck and go to an armory. They've got to talk to 20 people and wait for 20 to to envelopes to arrive yeah. here. So um, if that problem ever gets fixed, it's very good for the game. Yeah. If that's what you're hinting at, we're all behind you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. So final um,
2: thoughts, John, for yourself?
0: Oh, look, again, all the, all the rantiness aside, I'm, again, I, I have... This is something I definitely want to talk to James about when I see him. Not not from a negative perspective, just to see how do you solve the problem of having having your staff have fun because they just want to game and they want to show, like they want to prove their gaming chops as well, you know what I mean, without ever taking away from the community. I think there's probably a balancing act. But this was the first one. It's They'll get feedback, they'll hear feedback, and they'll go for it. Otherwise, that was one of the best weekends of my life. That was fun. Made lifelong friends for sure.
2: Became an official flesh and blood pro player.
0: Yeah, I got paid. I haven't been paid yet, but on paper, clap, clap, clap. On, on paper, I was in a team. Man, we were one away from earning the big bucks. Top eight, top eight was better money. Next time, next time. How about you, Paul?
2: It was great. Just
0: thanks to all
2: my opponents that I met over the weekend. Everyone that came up said g'day, hello. It was, it was awesome. Um, yeah, I met people from every state, every territory. A few people from overseas. Newsome, thanks heaps for. Um, chatting to me and um, getting to know you. it was awesome showing me the ropes and um, yeah I think it was a great event I'll definitely look forward to doing it again and um, Noah thanks for coming mate what do you think thanks Jeff, Noah.
0: will you ever come back
1: <laughs> anytime you guys want me I'll be who should we have as our next guest from the Australian scene someone with a big mouth
2: Yazi,
1: someone it. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Oh, you can't he hear a Yazi. It. Button <laughs> Yazi is that a mic mute button?
2: <laughs> no,
0: no, it's just Yazi's name. <laughs> we might need a mic mute button. Though. No, I think we should have Yazi on next. I, I got to talk to him, but if he watch it, see, hey, Yazi, you're invited. If you actually bother to watch our content, mate, you can come. And oh, wait, no one tag him. Let him find. Yeah, yeah that's what own. I mean. If he hears it or someone tags him, he knows he's in.
1: Otherwise,
2: there's a long list of pairs. A long list that, we'll, we'll, yeah. that Hayden's we'll not
0: on it.
1: Have someone interstate as well. Look, experience we communities will be fun. We want to,
0: we want to do both. Want to call people in, but also like see if we were more set up, knowing the calling was happening, we should have roped a couple of people in and done some episodes or take equipment down there. But this is episode four. It's slow as we go. And It's doing great. You guys are pumping it. Yeah, we we'll love it. I it's mean, we quality do content. We, we talk all the time about FAB. Now we just record it. That's all it is. Yeah, basically. Because <laughs> we jump in the car an hour drive. We just chat about the game. And, and we do whinge. That's the thing. On our own channels, we're not negative. And on here, we're not negative. But we criticize. We want to solve things. And it's always in the same purpose of growing the game. Um, yeah, we disagree with each other and which is fine. have a bit of fun. I mean, Paul's always wrong. It's a Timmy.
1: It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's a tall Timmy. <laughs> But congratulations again, Timmy, cracking your first legendary. That's sick. Thank you. It's a good one too. Save me some
0: money. Like it could have been Shock Chalmers or something. That's a a card that goes in many decks, I believe. Mm. Yeah. Alrighty. I'm pumped.
2: What are we doing after this?
0: Oh, we're going to hopefully, well, we've got to check our phones. But when we do, if enough people, I've got this lounge area downstairs. If you're on Twitter, you've seen it. We're going to go draft some uprising with Judge Noah's box. Judge yeah,
1: baby. Box. One of the conversation boxes.
2: All I can say is force those heroes, team. Just force
1: them. Just em. force them.
0: There's only three. You can't be wrong. <laughs> just, you can't be that wrong. Just a 33% chance. I've never seen eight <laughs> fires in a draft Just yet. pick it and commit, <laughs> it's baby. Bound, it's bound to happen, right? Eventually. Probably not. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to sign off. Uh, see you soon. Cheers.
1: See you guys.